Welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host, Cameron, and tonight I'm, as always, joined by Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I'm here, ready to <laughs> talk and <laughs> other things. <laughs> I'm good, thank good. you. Weekend, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm lacking in the sleep department at the moment. It's been a bit, been a bit busy. But uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm Good. I'm a bit zombified, you could say. <laughs> hey. Indeed, uh, indeed. Okay. Uh, uh, and, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, and as always, we're also joined by a wonderful friend and co-host, Dave. Dave, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Matt stole my zombie line. Oh well. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Didn't, it was that paper, scissors, stone we did before the uh, yeah. before the show started. <laughs> he won out. That I won round. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. There's still there's still plenty of time. Get those puns <laughs> yeah. in, son. Yeah, exactly. We got all the things. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, this episode we will be covering uh, some South Korean horror uh, in the form of Train to Busan and perhaps Seoul Station. Uh, but before we get to that, um, Matt, I believe we have some other business to attend to. Yeah, highlight the show time already. We just go straight in there. It's uh, that time again, dear listener. Monster Monster presents Yokai of the Week. Yes, we yay. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yep, it's Yokai of the Week time, and as always, we are going to be rolling some dice and talking about a random Yokai. Uh, this week's episode, we are covering the letters I and J. I as in I love those Yokai, and J as in. Just jokes can't about get yokai. enough yokai. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just can't get enough about those yokai. So, with that, Dave, roll him, son. That looks oh. like a six. A six. six. One, a two, six. three, four, five. Oh, all right. Oh, everyone's getting uh, really tense now. Oh. Is this? Let's see. <laughs> can we this? actually count? We can. <laughs> we? We're thinking. We're looking at the page. Inugami Gyobu, or Yo. Gyobu Danuki. That's Gyobu Danuki. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a Tanuki again. Yeah. One of the big three. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Wow, he gets his own like lore story. Mm. Yeah, wow, he's a special one, that lad. Mm. So he appears in the Tale of the Matsuyama Disturbance and the Eight Hundred and Eight Tanuki. That is a <laughs> that's a way more that than one hundred yokai. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of boys. One over. That's a lot of tanuki. <laughs> that is that is a hell of a tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Let's see. Several variations depending on the storyteller. Ah, yeah. Let's see. T- 
Tanuki of Matsuyama has a history of them that goes back to the beginning of history in the ages of Emperor Tenji, and as a result of Tanuki giving birth to Tanuki, there were 808 of them, the leader of them being the Inugami Gyobu. He lived in an old cave in Kumiyama and was a Baka Tanuki, a big monstrous Tanuki, that continued to protect Matsuyama Castle, and from his household of 808 Tanuki, was also called 808 Tanuki, he is said to have the greatest divine power in Shikoku. Oh, he has a title. That's why he's oh. got Gyobu in his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awarded by the ancestor of the lords of the Matsuyama castle. And he received faith from the vassals in the castle and had a deep connection with the local people. Hmm. Okay. Indeed. There we go. <laughs> this is a long and history. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot there's, of there's a lot of lore on this guy. Um, one of the cool little yeah. variations is uh, Inigami Gyobu, who didn't think pleasantly of the castle lord at the time, who was neglecting the traditions, became close to Kogenda and formed an alliance with him and began to act to crush the castle's lord. Uh, Budayu, who was given a request to defeat the rebellion, entered Matsuyama and headed towards Inugami Gyobu to make negotiations, found out that he was working for the rebel, rebel side and defeated him. That's ambiguous. So, Gyodaku mm-hmm. <laughs> defeated Gyobu? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like yeah, it looks like that because the next part says the rebel side deceived Inugami Gyobu and treated him as an ally, but it was actually a trap. And when Inugami Gyobu started his secret maneuvers, since it was told to the castle lord that all the bad occurrences in the castle uh, were Inugami uh, Gyobu's yes. deeds, um, he was made out to be a bad guy. And Budayu, who we mentioned earlier, was called out to help defeat him. So he was defeated by Budayu. Um, and he did not use a divine rod, but a wooden mallet that he received from the head yokai Sanmoto Gorozaimon to, I guess, Hmm. defeat Gyobu? Yeah, this is Hmm. a, like, it needs more Hmm. clarification. (laughs) I think it's because of the translation. Um, uh, But yeah, so I guess he was defeated, which is weird because he was trying to stop the tradition, or he was trying to reinstate traditions um, for mm. that castle lord. Huh, that's uh, yeah, this is pretty neat. So there's a lot of stuff that maybe we'll look into at another time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Excellent. <clears throat> well, uh, that was Yokai of the Week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to direct business. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, tonight's episode is about Train to Busan, which is a um, South Korean horror film. Horror? Horror's, yeah, horror's about yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, sort of, yeah, yeah, sort of. Uh, so the general overview is it uh, centers on a group of people traveling on a train to Busan uh, <laughs> during the middle of, uh, <laughs> yeah, during the middle of a zombie outbreak in South Korea. And sort of uh, all the interpersonal relationships and difficulties and trials of such a terrible journey. Um, let's start with, uh, Dave. Dave, what do you think, sort of overall, of the film? Uh, I really enjoyed this one. I, I um, 
it was sitting in my queue for a long time, and I used I used this episode as an excuse to actually sit down and watch it. And yeah, I was probably remiss in letting it sit there for so long because I really enjoyed it. This was this was good. Mm. Yeah. Good. Did you want more? What would you... <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I can know. keep talking. I guess. You normally talk for longer. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I can pat it a little he's bit more. He's a year older um, now. That's why he's had his. Birthday. I know. I I, yeah. I got old and I forgot what I was supposed to do. Um, <laughs> where am I? Where Where am I? Uh, I've got to go. <laughs> too many years and too much Kingdom Death Monster. Yeah, mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just depressed because all my survivors <laughs> keep not surviving. They just die. You think they've been named something different? Mm, sacrifices? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, they're just like yeah. food for the beast. Mm. Flesh for the yeah. beast. That's another good movie. Flesh for the beast. Anyway, um, Train du Busan. Yeah. So this <laughs> the the movie itself. It's it's a zombie film, but like other zombie movies, it's really more of like an allegory um, or at least social mm. commentary and satire. And this like, where is it on its sleeve? It's not making any kind of pretense about uh, what these zombies are, are standing for. Um, mm. And I, I think that that makes the film a little bit stronger, but at the same time requires a, uh, m- I don't know. It makes it less of an international success, I think, without knowing like the more immediate history of South Korea. I think you can go mm-hmm. in and watch it; it's still effective. But for Koreans, this is probably hits a little bit more cl- close to home uh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Matt, yourself? Yeah, like Dave, I really enjoyed this one actually because I-, I think that well, I've I've got a real love of, of South Korean movies anyway, especially after I got into the Vengeance trilogy, you know, years ago, Old Boy and the others. But I think I like, I like this one because it's it's not trying to pretend to be something it's not. It's, you know, yes, it's another zombie film, but it doesn't hold back. And I think the fact that what I really love about it, which is quite an obvious thing, is the whole train situation as well. I think the fact that it's so self-contained, it's not an obvious place to have a zombie outbreak and have it filmed right now. I thought that was a real good choice of location. And you've got really strong characters and the zombies themselves in this, even though they don't actually really get called zombies in the film, but they are, uh, are my favorite type of zombie as well. I love the, you know, the uh, the ones that sprint at you type zombies, the ones like out of 28 mm. Days Later. I love that type. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of the... Uh, you know, ambling along, lumbering along type zombie. I like them to run at you, wanting to kill you. But mm. just not in real life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, we must remind our listeners that we on Monster Dear Monster, while we espouse the beauty and uh sort of impressiveness of various monsters, do not support or condone their actions. <laughs> no, we are merely just observers. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel pretty biased sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so I think there's some that we like specifically root for, but um, 
Uh, Maybe not in this case. I don't. <laughs> no, I, mean, uh, no, I don't think I was right. rooting for any of no. the zombies in, in this movie. No, they're likable characters in this one, aren't they? Yes, mm. there, there are a lot of likable characters. Um, yeah, as for myself, uh, this is uh, the first time I really heard of the movie. Um, I haven't watched a lot of South Korean movies. I should probably watch some more. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed this movie. I wasn't sure going in how I'd like it, but um, that shot, that sort of that first shot where the um the farmer runs over that deer and then just drives off, and just the way the deer suddenly gets back up with this weird sort of <laughs> jointless, nonsensical twisting of limbs and just stands up and stares right at the camera. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, no. I think I'll be into this. <laughs> yeah, you know straight away it's going to be a good film when you see a scene like that. Yeah, and that's something throughout the film I really like was just the movement of the uh, the zombies. Um, you know, they always seem to twist around in ways that their joints shouldn't be able to allow. And there's always <laughs> that cracking sound which suggests their joints are trying not to allow it. But <laughs> <laughs> You just yeah. can't fight it. No, it also makes it much creepier. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dave, you mentioned that, um, Train to Busan sort of has a lot more meaning if you know relatively recent South Korean history. Uh, I went into this not knowing much at all, honestly, so, uh, would you care to enlighten me a bit? Sure. Uh, a lot of, the, the prequel to the, the film, um, there's an animated prequel, which is weird because it actually was produced or, or put out a few months after um, Train to Busan. It's, it's, uh, it's called Soul Station. And it's by the same director. That has a lot more mm-hmm. of the um, political context. This uh, movie itself, it deals with, I guess, the culpability of um, the large corporations in um, Seoul. So those are those are called uh, Chebol, which is mm-hmm. um, known in like, like Zaibatsu in Japan or just like a mega corporation. Uh, it's the one thing, I guess, currently that's sort of, uh, I don't want to say it's not really dystopian by itself, but um, it's that idea of the mega mm. corporations that you'd see in um, like cyberpunk uh, literature, uh, which yeah, it does exist. <laughs> and uh, they do have <laughs> um, control, I guess, or, or at least um, things in place where the the corporations themselves have vested interests and or people on their or board are also members of um, the government, which is uh, arguably probably not a good thing <laughs> because you know mm-hmm. they're 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 mm-hmm. free to um, influence the direction of the country in ways that are beneficial to the corporation itself. So these are going to be things like. Um, Hyundai, uh, Daewoo, uh, Samsung, uh, these are all large uh, conglomerations that, you know, they don't produce just one thing. They they have a hand in uh, all, all sectors of business. So, you know, they're, they're doing things that are um, industrial um, or even just, just regular commercial goods. So I guess, for example, um, Samsung, you know, you can buy a TV or you mm. can buy, you know, a piece of heavy equipment or um, just general goods. Uh, there, there are now, I guess they've been for a while, um, these towns sort of built around these corporations, which we had in the, uh, the, the United States 
years and years ago, sort of these company towns, but mm-hmm. these are on like a larger scale. So you can have your Samsung uh, apartment building and then you're going to go to your Samsung office. There's a Samsung like little university um, Samsung shopping center. So you can literally never leave like the, the, the immediate area and everything you do is mm-hmm. uh for or with the company um i don't i don't think it's gone to the extent of having like samsung dollars or you know uh their their own (laughs) currency but it might as well because all the the money you're earning as an employee is just going directly back into the company because anything you purchase in the immediate vicinity or um send your kids to you know their education it's all just for the company Mm. okay but because of the control that they have, um, you know, it's it's changed in recent times. Um, mostly because we're seeing a lot of the uh, corruption being unveiled. Um, the the mm. latest president of uh, South Korea uh, had been removed from position because you know because of this sort of rampant corrupt corruption, and she had been the daughter of um, Park Chung Hee, who basically uh, in in the late 60s and 70s set up uh, these corporations or, you know, um, used stimulus packages to enable them to rise to the power that they did because he was trying to bolster the the country's economy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. like a lot more, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really going to get into it. Though. Yeah. This is not the platform. Yeah, it uh, sounds, that. But, sounds like uh, a very complicated thing. There's a lot going on and that's, the background that anyone in South Korea would be familiar with. Um, yeah. Watching yeah. Show. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's an issue. Yeah. That's everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So um, the, the actual antagonists in this film aren't really, you know, uh, sort of corporations owning everyone though. Uh, but the metaphorical versions of that, which comes in the forms of zombies. Uh, <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier, uh, zombies in Train to Busan are fast. They are very creepy in the way they move. Uh, they're also, um, what was the word? Uh, totally forgot exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, no, but they are they're caused by a biochemical leak from a local company, I believe, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only hinted at quite late on mm. in the film, actually. it's That's one thing I was a bit disappointed with, that they didn't go too much into... I know, obviously, you've got Soul Station as well to mm. add to it, but if you just watch this film by itself, you don't really know much about the outbreak. Obviously, it's mm. linked to the main character in this, uh, Siak Wu, um, who's a fund manager who obviously, you know, his company is, is to do with the outbreak or has connections with it. Oh no, I think he, no, sorry, he's, think, yeah, he's the fund manager fun- for that company. It's a branch <laughs> company. And, and oh, so it is yeah. Yeah. A, a conglomerate. They mm-hmm. run several different types of businesses. So they'll have, um, you have a parent company and then, uh, I don't remember the name of the, 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 the technical, the biotechnical division. It's part of that company, but it's like, you know, you're you're running uh, stocks and, and funds and all that kind of thing, but then you have another branch that's just doing science stuff that probably shouldn't actually be 
normally part of that company because of you know what it is. <laughs> so mm. yeah, that, that's that's why uh, it, it has those connotations to. Um, I was going to say, I was going to ask you, Dave, actually, if you saw it in the research with that main character being a fund manager and obviously you, the, the audience is there to dislike him from the start. And obviously it turns around as you get further in the film. Is he, is he supposed to be a metaphor of, of these, you know, types of companies that you were sort of talking about in the history of side of things, you know, do, so if, you know, from a Korean audience point of view, would they, dislike him even more you know than we do as just you know as a selfish fund manager probably <laughs> yeah he's yeah, yeah, um, yeah you know his character itself um when he's discussing with his um sub the sub managers that he's you know he has on his phone mm-hmm. like the um regional managers for, for the company or at least like subcontractors or something and he's you know, he's telling his um, staff to like, sell all that stock, you know, sell all that things. And um, mm-hmm. when he gets the information that uh, it's their company you know, or a shell company, whatever that, that um, caused or potentially caused this outbreak, um, he's, he's telling him, he's like, yeah, don't, don't um, get rid of those files. Don't, don't make that known. We can't have that associated <laughs> with us. Uh, of course, at this point, yeah. it's not going to matter because this, 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 you know, na- nationwide, it's it's gone. <laughs> yeah. like the country is yeah. not in good shape. <laughs> no. Yeah, and um, what is it? Uh, Sang Hua, up and learning. His fund manager does just call him a blood sucker. I think is what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I must uh, admit, I did like the, like the relationship between them two as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there, there are a lot of likable characters in this mm, film. Absolutely. Uh, there is one severely unlikable character yep. in this film, Honestly. which I, I, I tweeted earlier. Um, the, the alternative title of this movie is "How many likable characters can this one asshole murder before he dies?" <laughs> I know <laughs> all of them. I know, yeah, <laughs> like pretty all much. Of them. It's, I felt it's, sorry it's, for the train driver. Most yeah. of them, he was like, "Oh, he's you know, he's he was doing, doing a good job. job at that point." Yeah, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> bastard. Um, yeah, no, we, we've got quite a good cast of characters. We've got, as we discussed, Siok Woo, the fund manager. Uh, we have his daughter, Suan, um, mm-hmm. and sort of the impetus for them getting onto this train is uh, Siok Woo is divorced or in the process of They're being separated. divorced. It's yeah. not exactly Estra- clear. Estranged. Separated, it? yeah. And uh, Suan, for her birthday, wanted to go see her mother. And after he messed up and bought her a second Wii, oh, no. we already oh, got no one. Error. <laughs> <laughs> like at least at least he admits that oh, that was a pretty that was a pretty dick move <laughs> forgetting about that entire thing i just literally just got playstation to... dad yeah oh, <laughs> she's like you just uh, bought me that for children's day yeah 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 yeah, yeah it, at least he has the grace to admit he messed up and he definitely can't get out of taking her to see her mother yeah <laughs> It's quite sad, isn't it, that that's her it request? Is. I mean, it's lovely in mm-hmm. one sense. That's sad as well, that that's all she wants is just to see her mother. And, it, you know, you instantly mm-hmm. get emotionally attached to her oh, as a yeah. character. And she plays, yeah. you know, for a, for a young girl, she plays the, the role really well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, along the way, we meet uh, Sang Hua, the sort of tough working class man, and he's his great. pregnant wife. Yeah, he's great. And his pregnant wife, Seong Kyung. I'm 
butchering pronunciations. I'm sorry. Sung Kyung. <laughs> Sung Kyung, uh, who, who uh, either speaks Korean or is of Korean descent, or both. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who speak Korean who aren't Korean. I'm trying to cover my bases here. <laughs> like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of bases, there's also a baseball team yeah. on the... On the uh, on the train uh, with two notable standouts, which is Yongguk, a uh, young baseball player, and Jin He Jin He Jin He, uh, his yeah, close friend, yeah. close friend, not quite girlfriend, or one of those odd situations. She wants to be his girlfriend, but he's like, yeah. no. He's like, no, bitch, I'm not. I'm not all about that. I need <laughs> he's the impetus of a zombie cool. apocalypse to realize the error of my ways. Yeah, absolutely, she's actually <laughs> yeah. a. Um, I was saying she's one of K-pop. Oh really? A K-pop uh, person. She's the oh, wow. converted to being a full-time actress. Oh, that's supposedly. very cool. Yeah. Not as I, I'm. I mean, I'm not the world's biggest K-pop uh, follower. Yeah. Uh, well, in the sense <laughs> I don't know anything about K-pop. Um, but <laughs> but oh, that's uh, what that's what the word is on the street, anyway. I think he. Uh, that, that's what I the kid. That's what the kids are telling us. I think he doth <laughs> protest too much. <laughs> I love it really. No, no, Karen, <laughs> Oh god. Uh there, there are lots of other sort of more side characters. There's um there's this lovely pair of older women who are sisters that I really liked mm. as well. <laughs> you, know, you know, talking about how things were better under the old regime, you know, kids respected everyone, stuff like that, rah, 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 yeah, Zombies no weren't killing people. Zombies weren't <laughs> killing people in that the was, streets. Uh, Ingil and Jongil or the uh... Yes. Older yeah. ladies. Yep. And uh, our final really notable character is Yon Suk, a rich CEO or asshole. Boo! Mm. Boo! Well, and then we right have uh, Che Gui Ha, the, uh, the homeless guy that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He, he, did, a good job. he did a good he job. Did, he did really well. I was very impressed by just how long he lasted. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Because he, he looks like he's just going to be an absolute fool at the start, doesn't he? But he actually yeah. has. A good heart to him as well, and mm. that li- that links into Soul Station as well, the homeless side of things. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is sort of our cast of characters, and um, just as the train to Busan is leaving the station, two people run on. One being um, our homeless friend, fellow whose name I cannot pronounce for life of me, so I'm not going to attempt. Uh, and the uh, yeah, and the other, a young woman in some distress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's been bitten. She's got a bit and, of sweat. Uh, <laughs> bit of a sweat on. Bit of bit of a leg wound. Uh, <laughs> um, and you know, um, it, there's a little sort of vagueness throughout the film on the exact, I would say, incubation time. This infection, which is what it seems to be, takes us through because the train's left the station has been going for a fair bit before she finally ends up turning into a zombie. And then, you know, the next scene, she bites someone, and within 30 seconds, they're often biting as well. So, plays a little fast and loose with time, I would say, unless there's yeah. some potential which, other explanation. Which is highlighted, I think, especially towards the end with the main character, when, you know, he mm. does take quite a while to convert, doesn't he? Yeah. I know, yeah. It's, it's for cine- cinematic reasons and, mm. and emotional mm. reasons, but... Yeah, you're right. The, yeah, the time is a bit is very. Yeah, it's either instant or it's or it takes a good or while. Takes, to yeah, well, and in some cases, like there's different stages of people retaining their faculties while yeah. like, exhibiting yeah. um, 
signs of the infection Symptoms. or in the, I guess in the case of uh, Yonsuk, our uh, human antagonist um, he like <laughs> goes full zombie but he's still just thinking he's human so mm. yeah it was a little you know they, yeah, they're definitely a dramatic license <laughs> when they're yeah. you know <laughs> uh, using this uh, mm, zombification yeah, but, process yeah but uh, once they've turned, they've turned because these oh, zombies yeah. are ridiculously violent. There's this, uh, I would say it's equally, re- it was a really great shot, but equally like just disturbing shot of the first infected woman just piggyback riding a stewardess down the <laughs> aisle <laughs> while biting at her neck and just everyone looking on in horror. And that's that's the start of it. It's panic. You're on a train. You're in a it, tight it, and closed space. It was funny that it seemed to be half a room in horror and half a room minding their own business like, yeah if you think some of the characters are not even paying attention that there's this yeah. like so the stewardess carrying a zombie on yeah her. yeah Help me. <laughs> i mean yeah, i don't want to speak ill of people i've met on public transport but yeah. it's summer uh, quite well doesn't it yeah half of them well it's not my problem the other half well i'd like to help but i feel socially awkward about doing so uh, yeah, they're still trying to get over how expensive the sandwiches were on the on the train. Oh god! <laughs> oh, they're so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um. But yeah, no. Um. They're also, I would say, close to blind because there are, uh, and it's used quite tactfully by a lot of the characters. Uh, when the train goes through tunnels, uh, they cannot see anything at all. The zombies mm. that is cannot see anything out. The characters can still see just fine, uh, and. You know, a lot of a lot of zombie films don't actually do this. Like standard zombie makeup always includes those white contact lenses to give the eyes that cataract kind of glazed over look. But no zombie film ever has zombies having trouble seeing, except this one where if it's even the slightest bit dark, they just uh, and you know you can just manipulate them with sound. Uh, I think my favorite one was Xiaoku and uh, Sanghua pairing up their phones. And then, <laughs> and then calling Sakwa's phone with this great, great ringtone. And then, you know, they've got uh, the two of them along with uh, Yongook just locked in a washroom, waiting it out to the next tunnel. And just, why is your ringtone so tacky? <laughs> you, you can change it. <laughs> you can change it, yeah. <laughs> so you almost want to know really if good. maybe his wife like put that on there. Oh, I bet yeah. she did. She seems the type. Yeah, it's like he doesn't care about phones. He's all he's all about hitting the gym, mm. isn't he? Really? Oh yeah. Being a, being he's a, he's a well-built man. Well-built yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Especially especially when he takes off his jacket. You know, there's that bit oh, where he God. takes off his jacket. and He's like, yeah, it's flexing to himself. Yeah. But, so, no, it's good. I mean, that was a good choice. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you're trying. You're going to try and just punch your way through like three train carts of zombies why did you yes. just expose your entire upper arm i don't hey, understand he, need, he needs to be he needs to keep supple and flexible he needs yeah. to, uh, his arms won't swing in that tight jacket it is <laughs> i mean to be fair it worked out like he made oh, yeah. it the whole way yeah it went it went shockingly well for the most part um the, the like the one time i'm willing to give yon some slack is uh, when Ginny says, oh, uh, you know, over the course of the film, characters are separated, etc. Uh, Ginny says, oh, my friend is coming back. He's rescued some people from one of the other cars. And Yonsuk's looks like they didn't get a single injury going back along the train and then coming back with more people. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. Like, they, they made in. it. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah but there's some good just... there's some good tactics as well because obviously oh, yeah. going off the back of what you're saying about they can't see, but it also proves they've got no sense of smell as well because mm. they were literally feet from them, you know. And if they had any effective you know, sense of smell, they would have caught them. But yeah, they don't. Yeah. So yeah. no, they they like literally stop. It's, it's really neat. They don't. Um, they're not mm. questing around blind. They just stop. As in, like, if their, you know, batteries went down or something. They just stand yeah, yeah. there oh. and they're kind of swaying with the train. Um, and they only mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. if there's, like, some kind of sound. So it uh, yeah. it makes you wonder, even when there's light, are they still blind and just reacting? I mean, there's got to be some level of sight, mm-hmm. I guess, because of, you know, the, or they're yeah. just reacting to light. It's, uh, it'd be interesting yeah. to see, you know, uh, not... Not really even a sequel, but just other mm. things with the with this type of zombie in it. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, we get. I, f- I feel it of also. Course, but. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I feel it also plays to the um, these zombies are about as utterly mindless as they could get because they forget yeah. things immediately. Which is uh, it's my favorite thing is um, someone uh, Kyung, uh get into the train cut into a, a safe carriage near this. Near, fairly near the start of the movie mm. and you know they've jammed the door shut and it's like well you can just let go i don't think they know how to operate the handle they're yeah. just sort of pressing themselves up against it and then Seon kyung just splashes water on it and then starts putting newspaper pages over yeah. the window and then they just stop yeah it's like, brilliant, wow. isn't it? yeah, yeah. If they can't see yeah. a person like whatever the the, the the parasite or virus whatever is causing this wants mm. to infect Human, you know, or a specific host, yeah, like and if you can't time. see it, it's yeah. it's just like there's nothing there. So mm. I mean, that, that definitely <laughs> plays yeah. to the the survivors <laughs> making it as far as they do in what is mm. you know otherwise a ridiculous situation. Mm. Hey, that's good. That's a good point. Actually, the saying it's like a power saver mode because it is. It's almost like it's like it's almost pure survival, isn't it? Like, Say you like they're saving their energy because when they go, they properly go in this one as well. Oh, Especially yeah. those parts during the film where they're literally jumping and running over each other, and they're they're mm. smashing through windows out you know out of high windows and you know collapsing <laughs> onto the floor. It's you know it's 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 funny because they're either they're either all out or they're nothing. Like I said, they're mm. either brain dead where they're literally just just sat you know or standing there just rocking side to side, or they're properly sprinting. It's brilliant. There's mm-hmm. no middle grind with them. <laughs> yeah, and there, there are a couple of those great moments, like you said, where they just sort of form this mo- massive conglomerate for one second. And the first time it happened, I was like, oh, World War Z-style thing where you get these twisting towers of zombies working like a hype, like a hype man. It's like, no, no, they're really dumb. They're all trying to take the easiest route, and they're just bashing into each other, forming this massive roadblock, which saves saves characters a fair few times, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you were thinking the one reborn, weren't you, when you saw this? A little bit. <laughs> 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 yeah, just a massive sort of writhing zombie bodies, and like on the on the practical effects side, they've got some pretty good sort of makeup effects oh, for all great. the uh, for all the zombie actors. You know, they've all got this sort of web of these dark purple veins, hmm. uh, you know, various wounds and injuries, and these. Not not full white, but fairly milky eyes, which mm. you know, again with the most likely blindness thing. Well, that's sort of all, all it is, really. If you look at them 
compared to some other zombies, that's probably the two main characteristics is the mm. is the veins and the, the cataract-like eyes, where apart from obviously the blood <laughs> around their mouths. And <laughs> yeah. But apart from that, that's pretty much it. But I think, like I said, I think it's commendable how good the makeup was on the, like you said, on these actors. Like I think one of my favorites, or two, two of my favorites, I'd say, mm. is the is two of the is that initial uh, female attendant, the one who yeah. gets bit right at the start. But her, from you know, a very pretty, you know, innocent-looking young Korean woman, and then when she turns, she looks absolutely horrific. And mm. then I would say the the male attendant that, you know, that she was talking to at the start when he gets bitten as well. He, you yeah. know, he's got this, it's funny because I think I've got the photo up here where he's, his eye, his right eye is completely shut, covered. Mm. Um, and the, so you only see his left eye and he looks absolutely manic. He looks absolutely crazed and it's brilliant. It just, it, I know it's, it, you see it in a lot of other zombie films, but it's just, it's just delivered so well. It's so intense. And I think it adds, especially to the fact of how, in close proximity everyone is you know the train is such a perfect yeah. location uh for this and um it's it's funny actually because and i'm going slightly off tangent here but you know as like i said to you i'm playing mm. evil within two at the moment and there's you know i'm you know not that far into it at the moment but there's a bit where you have to deal with them there's you know there's the zombie-like characters you have to, or enemies you have to deal with them in mm. train carriages and it is, it is and they're and they're and they're very similar to these zombies where they run straight at you and it is it is really really intense you know i can i can empathize with these characters a bit mm, yeah that's no, an awfully awfully horrible situation which mm. uh, really plays out well um yeah yeah what else can i say um oh, um i have to give a massive shout out to the uh the older i believe of the two older sisters for <laughs> Um, Yonsuk sort of, you know, everywhere, the, the rescue party people in and Yonsuk attempts to sort of banish them to a separate area of the train in case they're infected. And, uh, she sees her sister just barely didn't make it and said, you know, all these people are being real assholes. (laughs) I'm just going to go and open the door. (laughs) That was really well done, actually. Because like I said, you just weren't expecting it. Because I I mean, I'm... I like the the two older women characters; they're very well mm. done. But I also they're ones that they ended up sort of drifting in and out because obviously they mm. were you know background characters in some respects. But yeah. like you said, that was just you know you think you know when you saw that when she was going up to it and you're like, yeah, go on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. No, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you know I guess we technically have to award the most effective. Uh, most effective character to Yonsuk for, if nothing else, outlasting everyone but the very main characters. And even, even then, at, yeah, they'll say even if it's at the cost of literally every other side character's life, it seems. Like, again, what is it? Again, it seems like it. You know what we were talking about earlier about the mm. the companies and him being a representative of that. You know, is again that could be seen as being a metaphor of. You know them trampling, literally trampling on yeah. other on regular you know, people, class and regular people. Yeah, and you know doesn't really care if they're you know young people in love or a train driver mm. or whoever. They will just trample over them to you know to come out on top. Yeah, no, it is just consistent as well. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not even trampling over them. This is like sacrificing 
you know, the, the, the yeah. common man for personal gain. Like, he literally is, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> making sure other people become, you know, distractions for the zombies so he can himself get away. That's all he literally cares about. Yeah. Yeah, you know, peeks out, it's like, is the coast clear? Oh, yeah, no, you, you go right ahead. Not <laughs> shoves the dude out. <laughs> yeah. Uses yeah. him as bait. As takes off running and ends up being the death of Yongguk and Jingyi. And I was like, that was that was the worst part for me. Like, come on, man. They've been through so much. Their entire baseball team is dead. They finally <laughs> accepted each other. And then you went and caused Jingyi to get bitten and Yongguk to just give up. And I'm like, oh, God, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's I thought, also... I thought those two had a decent chance. Well, they did. They were fine until he showed up. So, again, yeah. people are fine until these corporations show up. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's uh, that's tough. And the same thing with the Yongguk. Um, we get that mm. idea. You know, they, they're sort of playing with zombie film tropes as well because he's mm-hmm. perfectly fine, like, smashing his way through these strangers, people he doesn't know. Um, yeah. and then they get to the train car. That's all his teammates. And he doesn't hit and He just stands there. He stands there with his back. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. I can't hit my friends, even though they're all going to murder me. You know? Mm. So you, you get that yeah. too. Um, and it's, it's kind of the same. You see that a little bit with, um, the two uh, older ladies. I, I want to say that the, the younger of the two, um, I don't remember, but I, I don't think she just gets bit or she knows she wasn't. She she uses herself to hold them back for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. she does. So she's, again, it's, it's the opposite of the uh, of Yeonsuk. So it's it's an older generation sacrificing mm. themselves for the benefit of the younger rather than the older generation just mm. trampling over uh, the younger to, to stay mm-hmm. on top. Um and then, of yeah. course, we get her sister, you know, Huda does the, the opposite, which is like, well, the one the one thing I had left to live for is dead, so, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, screw y'all, <laughs> just, like, open the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that sort of moment plays a little with, again, that sort of extended momentary sense of self stuff where... Her, her sister seemed to be a little bit still there. Wasn't like just violently beating on the door like all the other ones, but just kind of standing there looking at her. Uh, it sort of became more common as the movie went along. Mm. You know, these these uh, zombies having these moments of lucidity, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I think obviously, yeah, like it was done obviously for effect, but I think that's where one of the strengths of this film that compared to a lot of other zombie films where, let's be honest, a lot of the characters you don't give two craps about, really. Like, yeah, mm. they die, they die, and you don't, you don't really... Whereas I think this one's played very well, where you've got a lot of everyday people in this, which, again, is similar to other films, but you know they really are just your everyday people, a real random selection, and they've all got... You know, their own lives have all been impacted by this on quite high levels. Obviously, the main character is looking out for his daughter in this case. You, you've got mm-hmm. um, um, uh, the, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name now. Sang Hua, who's, mm-hmm. you know, got his pregnant wife with him. He's obviously trying to be protective of her. You've got, like I said, the two sisters uh, and the baseball team all looking out for each other as well. It, you know, it's, it's good. It, it, I know it's symbolizing human 
you know, relationships and connections, but it makes it more than just another zombie film in quote marks. And I think that, that becomes quite prominent, you know, and even mm. all the way, especially to the end as well. Mm, definitely. Oh, well, I mean, I would even yeah, say I've... that this is probably the largest collection of a likable cast. Um, oh, in, in the, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, they spend enough time making these not characters, but characters. You know, we, we lose a little bit of that, hmm. I think, toward the end. But for the most part, you know, you're able to understand everyone's motives and at least a little bit of their situation. They're not just a faceless mass. Um, that's that's reserved for mm. the zombies. Yeah, yeah. And even with the background characters that we don't know their names or anything, that's pretty well handled, I'd say, because um, just thinking back uh, in that, say, that last scene where Yonsuk was demanding the quarantine of the uh, the protagonist, uh, every background character you could see in that shot looked pretty unique. They had something about them that stood out. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not just—they're not just a faceless mass of extras. They're just these are just the people living their everyday life who happen to be on this really, really crappy train ride. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, it could have been worse. They could have just been out in the oh, city. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. For all the the, the, the contained horror of this um, train they're on, we mm. get scenes, and you know they're they're taking this train ride, and you're seeing out the windows, and it's just the devastation. Or even the, the train stations yeah. they pull to that are supposedly safe and then end up being like a really bad idea <laughs> to stop there. Yeah, it's also yeah. showing um, uh, is it's more commentary on like the it's not really uh, it's not a police state, but the military itself um, has mm-hmm. the same sort of long reaching and um, connectivity that the. the Chable themselves have, you know, it's an it's an industrialized, mm. you know, military industrial complex, and you yeah. you see that in the the few moments when we you know, interact with the military or have, I mean, they're they're literally given orders to just shoot, like <laughs> like if you if you can't yeah. confirm that they're, uh, they're they're erring on the side of caution, you know. Um, yeah. If you're not able to confirm if somebody's infected or not, just kill them anyway, and that's that's literally the orders they're given. Mm. So mm. they're not even they're not playing around, going like, "Well, maybe they'll be okay." Now they're just shooting them. <laughs> I mean, I, it's awful, but on the other hand, I really can't blame them. After every other quarantine checkpoint they set up, seems to have immediately just been burnt down. Mm. Well, I mean, they have no idea. They didn't get any. They basically just not getting. Mm. Uh, they're they're losing contact um, with these things. They're not hearing. Yeah. that it's being overrun. I don't think it's just too fast. That's the the mm. the problem. And I guess the one minor benefit is when something moves this quickly, it either burns itself out or it's you're just done. So yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think it also it, it, it lends in the fact that. We- Still don't, you know. Again, there's not much context of where it started and how quickly it's, you know, it started. But you sort of get the impression it did start really, really quickly. And so it's it's caught the country or that part of the country, you know, off guard completely. So, like I said, I think they they just don't know what to do in this in this scenario. So I think, like I said, just killing people. Well, if you're not sure, just kill them. It's just it's just survival, isn't it? At that point, they just literally just don't know what to do. Yeah. Mm. 
and we yeah. we'll we'll see more of that with Soul Station, like specifically yeah. to dealing with the, the the government. Yeah. Well, I think uh, overall that was a uh, that was Train to Busan. Yes. Uh, we end with uh, Suan and Xiong Kyung, uh, the young daughter and uh, the pregnant woman, being our only two survivors of the entire train. But uh, at least there's two of them. Well, three, if you count uh, the baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, uh, but let's be honest. Like you said, we got some very likable characters, and it was nice mm. that you know at least if anyone's going to survive, it was those two. I mean, obviously yeah. you wanted most of them to survive, but mm. you know there was those times which. Especially with the pregnant woman, I was I was really cringing all the way through. I was like, "Please, mm. not the pregnant." You know, well, not that I'm saying the little kid either, but you know, we yeah. like. There's just I just know. I suppose it, like the same in real pregnant women. I'm just I just want to make sure they're okay. I don't, you know, I just like you know, they just feel you know, and it's I suppose it was the the same in this. You're like, please don't get them, and no, it was it was a yeah, good yeah. ending. Mm, yeah. God. And, it was, well, it's it's quite, and especially with especially with the gut with um, mm. with the Sue Ann singing at the end as well, yeah, you know, crying yeah. and singing. it was really no, it was really emotional actually for you know for a zombie flick. It you know like I said there was some some emotion in it really. Mm, yeah, like there's those, that sort of that high anxiety sort of shot from above where we got Siok Woo, Xiong Kyung, and Sue Ann just all running through a train yard from all these zombies and. Like, you're seeing Xiong Kyung sort of just begin to fall behind because she's pregnant. She can't really run very fast or very far at that time. You're like that is that is some high intensity stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's it's simple and and predictable, mm. you know, from a horror horror film point of view. But it, again, it's still it, you can't block it. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're a soulless husk of a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the one thing I was yeah. uh, worried about going, especially when the the movie starts doubling down and removing like most of the cast. Um, and this being a uh, Korean um, drama and or horror film, those, those typically uh, don't end well. Like that's just part mm. and parcel of um, Korean cinema is happy endings aren't a thing usually. And no. I was literally no. just waiting for everyone to die. Like I didn't think it was an end. Yeah. Uh, well, and I was I was surprised, um, pleasantly so, that um, we we did in fact have both um, Suan and uh, Sung Kyung survive. <laughs> I thought they were going to get shot, mm. and I wouldn't and I wouldn't have like blinked um, just because of the, the where this movie's from. Hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Well. <laughs> Breathe, Cameron. <laughs> you Breathe let it all out. <laughs> Stay awake. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, with that, uh, do you guys want to continue on to Soul Station? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we'll cover uh, it yeah. keep I the mean, train moving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on puns. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was not able to find a copy of this film in time to watch it, so uh, I think... Also, with it being quarter to one, I think I will be bowing out. <laughs> You're a trooper, sir. Don't worry. Ah, uh, worries. So, thank you for listening. Please continue to listen. It's not the end just yet. And uh, <laughs> talk to you all next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Cameron. Bye, Cameron. Oh, dear. Yeah, Soul Station. Luckily, me and Dave are able to... Uh, watch this one so what was your thoughts on this one Dave um for, for something that's 
build as a prologue or a prequel. Um, it, mm-hmm. I don't think it was as effective. Um, it's a nice companion piece, but it yeah. didn't really do anything to to set up um, Train to Busan. Like it doesn't flow into it um, really at no. all. Uh, no, aside from we we know a little bit better of how quickly um, this spread and you know potentially where um, the, the the girl at the beginning of the film came from. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I think as a standalone piece, it's good, even though I, I th- I'm a bit torn on some of the characters. But I think, as like I said, it's animated really well. And I think, it, like you said, it's a good companion piece. But I think as a setup to Train to Bazan, it's a bit weak. It's To me, it, it still doesn't really go into the how the outbreak started you know that's why i was really hoping that okay train to busan just touches upon it very briefly but it's all about the action i was hoping this film would really you know get stuck into yeah the beginning you know the beginnings and how it outbreak and it just still was a bit i didn't feel like i really still knew knew the true story out of this did you, did you feel the same as no well? i feel the same way and i don't think that that was mm-hmm. maybe the intention uh of Soul no, Station, especially not. when they when they did release it after um uh Train to Busan. If, if they really wanted to be a prologue, it would have had to come out before the film, um, or maybe as yeah, a, a, a you know a simultaneous release, like be able to watch them both. Uh, however, it what it does do is take a much harder look at um, some of the social issues that we see a little bit in um, Train to Busan, but uh, Soul Station just really hammers it home. They're not they're not playing around. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the it's like the dirty version, isn't it? It's yeah. a sort of quite grit, the gritty, dirty version. It's not uh, a fl- it, um, train to Busan. It's not. It's about the people. You know, yeah. it's more of a character story. Whereas Soul Station is like an unflattering uh, portrayal of Korean urban society. Like it's not yeah. n- n- yeah, no part in there is that. saying that like hey look at this this part's good it's just like no all this is bad and everything should just you know burn <laughs> or yeah you know fall yeah. apart yeah it's quite it's quite depressing <laughs> as a whole it's quite like I said it's not a, it's well animated like I said it's a worthwhile film to watch but like you said the actual you get a bit of a i don't know a bit of a bad taste out of this one mm. and like i said i think that you know especially with the three main characters um who i i'm i'm gotten to hand actually but <laughs> really. uh, it's um, sukyu uh Hisen Suki, and yeah yeah so you know so you've the ba- you know the basis for anyone that's not seen this one the basic premise is you've got um a young woman and her not so nice boyfriend. He's he's, he's all right, but he's nobody's good. He's a bit of a loser. No, he's like I yeah. said, he's he's not bad. In, in the, you know, he doesn't uh, he didn't beat her or anything like that. But he, he, he dude, yeah, he's trying he's to pimp her out. Like that's that's yeah, about as bad yeah, as yeah, you're gonna get. Yeah, so he's not. He's not yeah, true. Physically abusive, but he's selling no. off his girlfriend to pay rent. Like, yeah, who no, is, I'm not. Who is there's nothing for, to redeem for, him. In this no, it's all right. I'm not. I'm not defending him. <laughs> yeah, you like I said, he, he is a he is a loser. He's just more. He's more of a loser of a boyfriend, isn't he? Really, he's not. He's not. 
yeah, like I said, I'm just didn't want to get him across that he's like mm. a no, he's a he's a failure a of a young yeah. person, which is again like like I said, everything in this movie is talking about something that's the director I guess sees wrong um, in you know contemporary society, and he yeah, um, so- yeah the, the the boyfriend like spends his time and his money not on rent but on um, the. I don't know what you would internet call them. Cafe. A net cafe. Yeah, net cafe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just wants the yeah. games and stuff. Yeah, he just, he just wants the the easy life, doesn't he, really? Mm. He just wants to play games in his internet cafe. Or, you know, the, the thing that we all want to do, but yeah. can't do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He's going about it all kinds but, of wrong, yeah. you know? And, um, Absolutely. And then, then mean, maybe he's, because, he's just you know, he couldn't it. achieve... Um, any of the, or you know, he's making excuses on why he couldn't achieve anything. And uh, oh yeah, he's, it, I mean, he's just, he's just, yeah, he's just know, a he's loser. Going out of his way to say that, oh, I'll have a proper job next month. Um, I'll yeah. do this and yeah. uh, and what was his proper job? It wasn't even a good job. It was like my friend. I think it was like a bouncer at a club or something, and he can get me a job. Yeah, it's like, okay, dude, that's yeah, not a serious like, job, and you're not no. good enough to. What do they want you to do? Wait tables? Like that's not a very imposing guy. This was like the tiniest, no, skinny boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's just he's just a little. Yeah, he's just. I, I found him really. Ir- I mean, the actual the vo- the voice that that was chosen and his mannerisms were just. Re- he just. He was really whiny and irritating. <laughs> As the film went on, I was like, "I know he's a loser anyway, but I really dislike this character." And and like I said, he is like you alluded to before. He, he's he's tapping into her background as a as a former prostitute, isn't she? Really, she's yeah. she's had to sell her sell herself before, and he's trying to uh, you know pimp like you said, pimp her out on the internet. And uh, she then you know sees it, and and then you get into this triangle where. You know, you see this guy getting a phone call, which is her, well, supposedly her father who's searching for her. And then he meets up with the, you know, the the loser boyfriend and they, you know, try and find her in, you know, in the midst of this very huge outbreak of uh, of zombies. So, yeah, you're right. It it brings a quite depressing side of things. I mean, I think from the actual zombie point of view, it doesn't, again... If you've seen Train to Busan, I don't. To me, it didn't add much to that. For, you know, I, I think we got we got more out of Train to Busan when it comes to the zombie. It's like I said, it's more adding to what's already wrong in Train to Busan. I the you know the culture and you know the, the you know you got these organisations and you got the lower class. It's just I think it's just enhancing that side of things, isn't it? Really, it's just like you said, it's just pushing you like look, there's this horrible and you know this underbelly where people are really trying to make do and they're just not going about it the right way. Um, but yeah, I just, like I said, I just wish they'd gone in more into the zombie th- side of things, but I think, I think they're well animated. I think they, they come across in the same way. They're, <laughs> they're manic and, and bloodthirsty like they are in the, in the main film. Yeah. And it definitely, um, it plays a little bit more into the, um, the infection angle and like, how long that takes. Um, it's a little bit more consistent, I think, than the the, the film was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, yeah. also, I was expecting this to be like 60 minutes. It's almost two hours long. This was like a really long animated uh, long. feature. Yeah. Um, I watched this before I saw 
Train to Busan because I thought it was a prologue that I needed to watch first. And yeah. um, it like it's like you said, it didn't add a whole lot of context as far as what's going on to to the film, but what it did do was show the extent. It's really showing you how much of a, you know, you're not getting a little glimpse from a train window. This is like on the ground level. You're in the crowd when this is uh, going down and yeah. it's not pretty. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, like I said, I, I think as a, as a piece, it's definitely worth seeing. In, in, like I said, if you have seen Train to Busan, I, and I think that it, it does play nicely into it, obviously, in the sense that you do get uh, some links, like I said earlier, with you know the homeless character in Train to Busan, and obviously you've got the, the you know that's where it, the you know start of this film, Soul Station, is revolved around where the the homeless are just just not well looked after. No, you know they they start one of you know they've got a guy who's affected, um, and you've got that character that's obviously trying to help him out, who keeps what's he? They keep calling everyone bro, which just, <laughs> just I don't know why. I think yeah, that's the, the in contrast to. The, the Korean um, word, you know, he's using he's using older brother, like that's the right. term oh. that he's using right. uh, when okay. he's referring to the yeah. the guy that's sick. Uh, he's calling him you know, you know, right, older yeah. brother, and that's just like a right. term of reverence because the in Korea the social status um, is determined by age. Like that's a really really strong um, thing that's in the culture. To where, if you're like older Japan, than someone, yeah. you're in charge. You know, you're you're you right. have a level of respect uh, attributed to you just because of age. Um, it doesn't have anything to do yeah. with like anything else, really. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that, that makes it. I I didn't know that context because I, I when it, I was thinking he was calling bro in the in the uh, you know the high five and fist pump sort of no, way of no. saying bro, and I was just I was thinking this just feels odd, but. No, I, I I think one of the biggest contrasts in this for, between these two films is like we said earlier with Train to Busan, every pretty, pretty much everyone is likable. Whereas in this one, no one's likable really. Well, I personally didn't like any character in no, this. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're supposed to either. No, you're not. You're not supposed to like anybody in this. Um, but what it does do is show you why you're not supposed to like them. Like you, yeah, you get sure. an you get an understanding of their circumstances, and these people are just regular people stuck in a bad situation, and then they're just trying to get by. They're just trying to survive, and that mm. makes them do not good things. You know, they're, they're more, yeah. like yeah, some of them may not have you know morally um, been compromised. Like this, and they're still trying to do what they think is right, but what they think is right is just not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone sort of uh, in, in this one, we really get that idea. Um, so, in, in, in the Train to Busan, we have Yonsuk. Uh, in this, yeah. everyone's kind of Yonsuk. Everyone's self-centered. Um, they're, they've failed at uh, the Confucian. And um, Buddhist virtues that they're just, or not virtues, but um, tenets that they're supposed to do, where community is the important thing, um, your family mm-hmm. is the important thing. We that we see a breakdown of that on like all like every level. You know, <laughs> the the daughters run away from home. She's not you know honoring her 
parents. Um, she's she's engaged in um, prostitution, and she left that. I mean, she understood that that wasn't what was helping her, you know. So she she fled that life and is trying to. She's probably the only one that's actually trying to elevate her situation, but she's just so far like everything's just so ruined that she doesn't see a way to like yeah. fix it. She's still just reaching yeah. out to yeah. you know her boyfriend that um who's just basically putting her back in the situation she, he says he rescued her from. You know. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 doing that to make himself feel better and also justify the way he's acting. And like I said, she's ultimately she's just stuck in that situation. Mm. She's only having to rely on him because she's literally got no one else to rely on. And no. you know, it, I suppose her way is well, at least it's it's minutely better than her previous life, but only just. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, well, I mean, she's crap. even trying to you know go back. She realizes that you know she may have made a mistake, or she made a mistake leaving uh, her house, mm-hmm. and the whole crux of it is her wanting to go back and reestablish those ties that she had with her um, her family, and yeah, uh, uh, you know she's not able to do that because of the, not only no. because of the situation, but because her own home life had deteriorated um, in her absence. And uh, it's it's, unfor- it's unfortunate all around. Like like we said, there's nothing good about any of this. Um, I guess the only arguably good character um, I don't have his name, but he's the original um, the, the the homeless guy who who has um, some sort of uh, mental impairment as well. He's not you know he's yeah. not completely he's not well and. Um, no, his he's whole, just to help. Yeah, he has yeah. some sense of uh, selfishness, uh, but that's sort of like it's okay because he doesn't have anything left. Yeah. Like if he's not at least a little <laughs> bit selfish, he's got nothing. Um, so he he's uh, trying his best to um, save an elderly um, homeless gentleman that he you know he's calling older brother. It's someone he just met. I mean, he, he just saw him sitting yeah, there by the exactly. train station who's, you know, uh, weak. And as the viewers see it, obviously, it's a, it's a victim of a zombie bite, you know. Um, it's telegraphing that much. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the younger homeless man, he's going around and we're, we're treated to like a sad show of the, the extra difficulties, the way that the, um, the, the train station is treating the homeless the way that yeah. even the, um, the the small organization that's meant to like to be like a homeless shelter, um, <laughs> either by I think it's just by funding, just doesn't have the resources to help more than like you know a dozen people at a time. Yeah. Um, but not only that, there's this this idea of uh, regional superiority, um, people from certain. Uh, districts or towns or just other locations are um, either think of themselves as better than or just have a disdain for other areas. So we we get that even within the homeless community. Like someone from one side of the city is viewed as worse than homeless from another side of the city, even though they're in the same situation. So we get the guy, he goes to the little shelter and um, the 
the other homeless guys there, you know, they're, they're of course incensed because they're being asked to um, give up a bed for the, the sick, the sick guy. And yeah. they're, they're not having it. They're basically saying, Hey, what, you know, Hey bro, <laughs> where are you from? Because what makes you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> think that we should be giving up one of our beds for, you know, your friend who's, who's, he says is bleeding and, you know, is, you know, in a horrible, in a bad way, but they're, they're so focused on themselves that they can't even have you know, that much. There's not even that much decency left to to them to, to no. be able to afford it, you know. Um, so it, it's it really feels- looking at that. That's what this movie is about. Is it's about yeah. these problems, you know. And it, it, it feels like the, the, the zombie outbreak is just a, a bite. You know, it's just on the side of it. Feels like that is the predominant part of the food, of the movie, mm. and it just so happens there's a zombie outbreak at the same time, which is just adding to that misery and confusion. And you know, you, it feels like prior to the zombie outbreak, it feels like like you were just saying that that society is on a uh, is on a knife edge. It's on a you know it's on a very thin line where you know like I said things are breaking down people are being very selfish very self-centered and you know there's like you said there's only a smidgen of of decency left around and yeah. then like I said it, it just all falls apart we get the, the military the government stepping in and um, mm-hmm. their view of what's going on isn't even uh, they're not acknowledging the problem their no. view is to sweep it under the rug so there's this outbreak people are dying and the government's like, no, it's it's people um, that are, they're not zombies. They're just, uh, they're protesting the government and they're trying to overthrow us. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's mm-hmm. their self-centered idea. And they're not looking yeah. at the problem any further than that. And they're treating uh, the survivors, the people, exactly the same as the zombies. Like there's no difference yeah. between them in the eyes of the government. They're just like, kill them all like and we'll get rid of yeah. <laughs> the, you know well that's their solution yeah. it's like the, uh they've conflated the the homeless problem of the homelessness with the zombies and with the people that were yeah. just caught up in the you know they were in by the station or whatever they were just mm. going downtown for a, a night on the town and to the to the military and the government there's no difference between any of those people no they're all one just, the same. yeah they all yeah. just want something a handout or a change that they're not willing to give them. They don't want to give up, you know, their their political and social standing um, for yeah. the benefit of the masses that have a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's very thought provoking, at least. Even if yeah, it's, it's, it's very yeah. heavy for a movie that's just <laughs> supposed to be zombies. Yeah, it's well. Again, it, to me, the zombie side. Of- takes a back seat. In yeah, it's, it's a backdrop, it. literally. It's just yeah. a, it's yeah. a window dressing to um, kind of air uh, dirty laundry, really. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, that's why this feels a bit more like a companion as opposed to being a true prequel. It just, yeah. you know, it feels like you can easily, like, I mean, I watched it after uh, Train to Busan and I don't, you know, I don't feel like, oh, I wish I'd watched that first. No, it's sort of, you know, it's just a an, an, like a little side project on top of the, you know, the main film, but no, it's definitely worth watching. At least I think it's, it, you know, if you've seen train to Busan, you might as well watch that as well. Is, and like I said, it's to me, cause I, I, I read a few reviews. I, that it was, 
you know, a lot of uh, criticism of the way it was animated. I thought it was quite well animated. I mean, I'm no expert in that side of things, but, you know, I still think it was worth watching, um, you know. And and then, obviously, the twist later in the movie, which is when um, the her father obviously turns out to be actually a former pimp, um, was a good, good twist, you know, because I didn't really see that one particularly coming. Um, yeah, and- it... Um- it didn't telegraph itself until they were at the um, what the, the the military thought was a protest, and they're they, or they get to the blockade, and they're just trying to get around to the station. And yeah, he uh, Sukyu doesn't say anything to the um, you know he's not begging the the police um, the, the lieutenant or whatever it was. Um, he's not saying like. My daughter's over there. Nothing every, every, at that point yeah. did he say, like, mm-hmm. my daughter. The boyfriend sure. was really yeah. trying to say, hey, we let us through. We just need to get through. And um, there's 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 survivors. There's people over there that aren't infected. Um, but he's mm-hmm. just kind of standing there. And it's it was a little sure. weird, um, I thought, when, he, you know, mm-hmm. he's spent this whole time mm-hmm. uh, yeah. risking his life to, you know, to save his daughter. And then here he's not willing to, to even try. And that part yeah. was strange. So it made the the, the reveal um, make a little more sense, I guess. Yeah. As far as his characterization. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So anything else you want to say about Soul Station? Uh, no. I think I'm. I think we covered uh, what yeah. we wanted to. It's, like I said, it's. It's a zombie movie that's not that's not about the zombies, um, but <laughs> no. it it benefited from that genre. I think to to it was able to use it very effectively. It's not um, yeah. you're not trying to read between the lines in this movie. You you're, it's it's showing you what it wants to say, um, and it's not like trying to hide it. Um, or buried, you know, in, in some sort of commentary that you have to like really reach or dig into. You can, there's more stuff you can like dig up and like look for and get you know, specific references. But um, yeah. I think on the whole, you're not, you're not left going, well, maybe this is about rampant consumerism and <laughs> you're just talking about, you know, uh, consumer culture in, in the malls and the things is ruining our society. Yeah. This is like super clear on what it's trying to say. <laughs> no. And I think as well to me, to summarize, you know, both them as a pair of movies is I think for anyone that wants to watch a zombie, uh, film or set of film that wants them to be a bit different. I think they're definitely worth watching in that regard. I think, cause like we've, alluded to a few times where you know everything's a, a zombie movie or you know has been for quite a few years and you just want to break through with that this is actually a refreshing new take on on zombies but also it, it's nice to have where in a way they're not actually the main part of the movie it's actually the you know the characters and, and that goes for you know both films so now i think anyone that hasn't seen them um well you've We've spoiled it for you, but but you know, it, but for some people, they probably you know, it'd be still even if you you've watched Train to Busan and haven't watched Soul Station, which is could could be the case, then it's yeah, still definitely worth giving it a go because it, it does add some context to it. Yeah, I so mean, and these that. are definitely a case of the journey and not the destination. So while we've talked yeah, a little bit about um, 
the fates of these major characters. Uh, each of these films is roughly two hours long, so there's a lot in there that you know yeah. we we've due to the nature of the podcast we're glossing over. And um, yeah, of course, yeah, we're uh, while we're not advocating zombies, we're advocating to check out these films. <laughs> they, good. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Cool. Right. Okay. I think that's that. Um, I think we'll do the admin side of things um uh one thing i was going to say actually before we uh, go on to the usual please <laughs> please do itunes things um a little self plug for myself i'm in the middle of playing uh, the evil within 2 ps4 and i recently uploaded to our website uh my first impressions the first couple hours um i've played a couple more hours well about another three or so hours today um, so I'm a bit further in, and what I'm doing just just to give you a bit of insight, really, sort of do a you know impressions as I go, rather than doing a playing the game and then me just writing a review of it. Even though I will do a like a final summary, I'm sort of reviewing it as I go and doing a little you know blog post. So anyone that's interested, if you go to our our website, um, you know check it out. It's like I said, it's not massive. It's just I'm just doing it as we go, really. And I'm and so far I'm really enjoying it. And like I said, it's funny. Actually, you know, talking about Train to Busan, because like I said to you, literally this morning I was fighting zombies chasing me in a train, and it's quite appropriate <laughs> that I've been doing that. But uh, yeah, so far it's been a, uh, a solid game. Um, so yeah, so like I said, anyone wants to send us any feedback or any comments, um, unfortunately we, we were going to get some feedback for in this episode, but unfortunately uh, the person in question didn't get it in, in time. <laughs> but we will for uh, the next time we cover zombies. Um, like I said, if um, anyone wants to, you know, give us any or any reviews on iTunes, it'll be greatly appreciated. It always comes in really handy, and you know, and like I said, any feedback, anything us to cover in the future, always please let us know. Um, and Dave, where can people find you on internet? I am on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. Uh, I've also begun making use of our um, Monster Dare Monster blog, so I'm. Uh, of course, yes. Sort of, um, not really a catalog, sort of a journal, I guess, journal entries yeah. um, on my playthroughs, uh, I guess, sort of turned turn into a little bit of a novelization of Kingdom Death Monster, so <laughs> that's there. Um, yep. The next part will be up when whenever I get around to it. <laughs> it's it's yep. maybe sooner rather than later. <laughs> that's my um, answer. <laughs> I, put, I put a few more hours into the game, so... Uh, I have a cool. bit more to uh, write up, I guess. And, um, yeah. Uh, oh, our comments section on the the website for each of the episodes individually and on the blog, um, the comments should be enabled and working now. If they're not, let me know. Yes, I, I can't tell yep. because uh, yep. I'm, like, perpetually logged in as the moderator for it. So it just, <laughs> it just tells me they're active. Um yeah, so you can always drop by and leave us comments there. If, uh, as I've heard, uh, iTunes is getting a little bit more complicated to navigate, but um, please do <laughs> send us actual reviews. It would be yeah much appreciated. Um, and then yeah, uh, we're definitely going to try and yeah, um, Cameron Cameron's on um, Twitter at, as uh, night underscore. Twitter with N and, and, and not yep. a K. Yeah, that's right. Just and I'm on Twitter. 
<laughs> yeah, you appreciate that. And like I said, if you want to chat, talk to NES on, I'm on there as well at Ninja Badger Seven, the number seven. And then, like I said, you know, keep a lookout for any further blog posts and reviews that we're doing. Because, like, like Dave said, I think we're going to start trying to utilize it a bit more. You know, because, like I said, it's nice because even though we do obviously this podcast, it's there's lots of other things monster related that we like to talk about or like to, and sometimes either we it's not something we're going to cover on the podcast or something we may eventually cover on the podcast but it's always quite you know good to be able to do a bit of writing and you know and obviously just give give our opinions across in a different way other than just a podcast so yeah always keep a lookout because i try and uh, ramp that up a bit um and uh, with that that is uh, another episode of monster thank you very much for listening bye everyone bye bye